You're listening to a podcast produced by Kayama Community Radio. And good morning if you're just joining us. Thank you for joining us here on Kayama Community Radio. I'm Bernie Hems. We're joined by our Mayor, Neil Riley. Welcome, Neil. Oh, thank you kindly. I need to put your, uh, yeah, there we go. I think you've got a, I think your microphone's on now. I was, uh, I was there uh, we go. dancing to it. We so can hear we you. We can hear you. That's all good. Yeah, welcome. What a beautiful day. Isn't it perfect? Absolutely. 19 degrees right now, 28 at about 1 o'clock this afternoon. That'll do me. I think that'll, that'll do, do all of us, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, welcome. So um, I, I, generally I will send you a little message and say you're coming in on Tuesday and uh, what should we discuss? And um, you've chosen to discuss um, some concerns that... Uh, what is the name of this guy who posed it? Uh, that Kaya uh, Howard Kiama Council, let me just have a look at what you've said here. Uh, authoritarian. I think there was a, a notion that Kiama Council was authoritarian, and uh, we need to discuss that. Sinister. Sinister is yes. what you said. I couldn't find that article that you were referring to, so maybe you can give some clarity around what it is that we're going to discuss this morning. Sure. Well, look, it, it, it came about with the censuring of uh, Councillor Lang, and... Uh, what that means is that she's not censored in as much as we put tape over her mouth and that sort of stuff. Mm. It's a matter of censure in the sense of um, chastisement. It, it basically means, uh, with regard to counsel, uh, a censure is to express counsel's extreme displeasure. Now, you know, I think our councillors are pretty robust people and they sort of they're okay with that uh, as long as they follow the uh, the rules that uh, all councils in New South Wales 128 of them must follow Howard thinks that it's us he thinks that we are authoritarian he thinks that we are sinister and uh, he does not accept the outcome of the process okay what well, what are his grounds for that then what does Howard think I wonder sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so look, what, it, what it means is that it's, he senses counsel. He, uh, it, we incur um, his, um, his un- displeasure. Um, we have a, uh, a code of conduct that is basically given to us and we're very limited in how we can change that and we certainly can't yeah. just... Uh, make it so that it fits one person's view uh, it, it's it's there for a reason and the idea is to make counsellors and I say the word make counsellors understand that words have power and if someone uses those words in such a way as to bring council into disrepute or council officers into disrepute, they need to know that they will suffer the consequences of that. The consequences aren't the most uh, draconian. It's basically the, uh, the CEO saying, council is displeased with what you've done. Um, but the, it's the far-reaching consequences that are more important. The consequences uh, of not... Uh, going along with a council decision, particularly if you're a councillor, mm. it shows a disunity and a, an inability to uh, 
work as a team and so on. So if, uh, let's say, there is a matter where the councillors, um, say, seven to two, make a decision, and the two that are not happy are generally, and this is pretty much with every board, every mm. council, may not be too happy about it, but go along with it. Uh, because it's a democratic process. Uh, for instance, if a uh, if a councillor uh, didn't get enough votes at the election, the councillor won't be a councillor. Uh, if uh, a decision is made to uh, you know paint the road red uh, as opposed to blue, um, well, I'm afraid that that's that's the decision of the council. The other thing too is that it has a human consequence. Uh, we have uh, around 500 staff. Uh, for the most part, they're very happy with, with what they're doing. And we've had a lot of uh, turnover and uh, a lot of people who've been... Um, uh, who felt that it's now time to leave council. And we've built up a, a very, very good team. Um, in the building up of that team, we've got to encourage them. We've got to support the staff. Uh, we employ the most key person in, uh, in council, uh, which is the CEO. The councillors employ the CEO. Uh, so that if someone is critical of the staff, they don't realise that these people are not elected. They don't realise... Can I, can I ask you what what the criticism was? What What is it exactly that she has... I just want to get a sense of what the context was and so this was an interview I think that took place this is what sorry is, is this the result of an interview that took place where she expressed some some thoughts yes. about a process that had taken look it place. is and it's not a matter of just expressing some thoughts it's a matter of um, telling people that she's not happy with the work the staff are doing uh, not happy with the information that uh, she is getting and, and not happy with that the consequence of that mm is that I have young women in, in, who ask to see me, make an appointment, and then it's tears. Now, that's happened more than once, more than once with this particular counsellor. It's just this time she said it in, a, uh, in an interview that could be recorded. With regard to that, I had maybe three staff, all very, very upset, speaking in, on behalf of their, their own staff, so managers, uh, I had councillors who felt that uh, they had been contacted by members of the public who felt that uh, if Karen isn't happy with the, uh, the outcome, she should leave. Uh, I don't believe that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I tried everything I could to try and avoid conflict of interest with her. I had her in uh, to my office. I had the HR person. Uh, Karen brought a, uh, uh, a support person who was Cathy Rice and uh, the CEO was there. And uh, I had a pre-prepared um, statement and I checked that through the lawyers of local government New South Wales and uh, I uh, was very comfortable that what I was doing was trying to avoid any further action and that was part of the statement. So when the investigator was brought into this to look into what had been said or what occurred... What was that process? How long did that take? Um, uh, what was the cost to, to the council of that? 
Well, the cost of the council, if we didn't do it, would probably be that I would be getting the subject of a uh, um, <laughs> a code of conduct. Um, I tried to avoid it. Karen dismissed that, absolutely dismissed it. Uh, now, I would have thought if uh, the head of the council had said, look, this, we can help you become the councillor that you want to be. We can help you with training, we can help you with this, and I think that she would have, you know, she had an opportunity to say, okay, look, that's fine. Tell me what I've, I've done. Well, that was done. And can, can we go back to the essence of it then, to what it is that she has actually said that has meant that she has been censured? Uh, what what were her words? What what was it that she? The is, investigation I mean, has been. You can't. mentioned that she she is being chastised. Yes, uh, that's a heavy word. Um, so what is she being chastised for? What is it for that she essentially has said that uh, has prompted this um, this process that has taken place? What is it? I received three complaints from councillors. I received three complaints from staff and I received about four, four uh, complaints from the community. Hmm. Um, I had told each one of them that what I... What were they complaining about? What, what is the essence that, of it? That, <coughs> that Council Renkemalang had spoken in such a way as to infer that they weren't, the staff weren't doing their job. Was it that she stated, because I heard that interview because I listened to it uh, uh, a few days ago. What, what was it? The fact that she said that she wanted more information uh, to be forthcoming. More information prior to the more information and then more information and more information. Yeah. Anything other than make a decision. I, I, I don't care what I say about this because I know that this is one example of a pattern that has been in place ever since the election. Um, Karen may well um, charge me with uh, um, some kind of a speaking out of turn, but I am the councillor who has the authority to speak on behalf of all of council. Karen mm. does not. Uh, she is a councillor. Now, I, can I just... I can see the look yeah. on your face. I wish, the, uh, I wish our listening audience was so lucky. Uh, if um, yeah. we have, if I know of a complaint and I do not report it, mm. multiple multiple uh, people have uh, have have spoken out about this. Now, if I'm uh, if I don't take any action, I am there. I'm negligent. So, I wrote to the CEO and said I have had the following complaints. And a lot of this is fairly confidential, but there you go. We had a... Um, uh, from that, it's out of my hands. I have... But I'm still going back to the essence of the complaint. Well, so the, the essence complainants of the complaint... are saying that she has spoken out of turn in regard to, to, to what, though? What is it that not she's only, saying? Not only has that... Is that the essence of the complaint? It was thoroughly investigated... During the course of the investigation, uh, the investigator themselves was accused of being a bully. They had to go down to um, uh, the office of uh, local government. Apparently, the uh, the person uh, who did the investigation has been working for councils for, for decades mm. without any any complaint. Let me tell you, the essence of those complaints 
was totally verified and she was to be censored. So if you ask me to re-prosecute this, I'm not going to do it. If, if you say, but she only said this or she only said that, it doesn't matter what I think. I was, once I've made the complaint mm. on behalf of those people, I have no more input whatsoever. That's up to the investigator. Now, the investigator went to extraordinary lengths, was insulted during the, the process and uh, was then withdrew uh, while the Office of Local Government investigated what had been said. Mm. I believe that uh, all of Karen's interviews with the investigator were recorded and uh, so that, uh, that basically... Um, Put to uh, put paid to the idea that uh, this investigator was a um, a bully, so it took a long time, and eventually uh, it came out that uh, it, well, it didn't come out. It became apparent that Karen, in fact, uh, did um, act in an unethical way. It did come out that she had uh, disparaged the uh, the staff. And it did come out that she had breached our code of conduct. Karen, in her way, uh, did not accept that. Now, what happens is that uh, the, the councillors are uh, provided with the uh, the thing uh, with, with, with the outcome of the report. I'm not allowed to be in the room because it was me who initiated it, and uh, I had no idea what the outcome would, uh, would be. Uh, I, I had. Uh, it was a confidential report, but I didn't receive it. Was um, I mean, is it was it not in the public domain how people had voted on that on that issue? I mean, it, it said. Um, I think we were aware of, of what, how the voting had gone. So it came out to be five two. That was the arithmetic. Uh, I couldn't vote. Neither could Karen. So that's seven councillors, two of whom. Um, but in terms of the, the reason why she's being censured, was it about the fact that, I mean, she had voted in a particular way about the sale of, of Bonaire and clearly had some concerns following through on that. So would we, as she's somebody that we've elected, the, yep. the community has elected. So I'm, I'm just asking these questions yeah, in a very neutral, you know, I have no uh, agenda on this and, um, you know, Karen's not here. So... Yeah. Um, so she acted in a in a certain way. She voted in a certain way. She was elected by by the people of the community to be but the there. The vote didn't go her way, and that annoyed her. But but could she therefore explain to us why she she voted in that way? Is that if she could fair? do it in such a way as to not uh, like people get paid their their mortgages, their their, yeah. their bills, their their kids' schooling, and so on. Um, if she could do it in such a way as to say that I don't feel what I had, like I had enough information. Now, the process of Blue Haven started over two years ago. Mm. So, you know, it's, uh, there's been a lot of time. The notion that it had to be, the land had to be classified um, as uh, operational land rather than community land. Yeah. Now, not in the history of New South Wales, this local government, which goes back to 1856, are people allowed to live on community land, let alone have a high-level um, uh, 
nursing home and people making what is basically a lifetime um, lease and living permanently on mm. on Crown land. It just it, on community land. It just is not allowed to happen. Uh, it also gave us the first trigger to be able to sell that land. Mm. Uh, a number of councillors felt that this was a uh, an opportunity to stop that sale, which again was a uh, a decision of of council. Um, it was but she she she's not she's not uh, moving against the fact that the vote happened, is she? She's qualifying why she's why she voted in a particular way, um, and felt that they needed more time. So, oh, so she can say what she likes about the staff. Then, I, I don't think that's fair. Uh, and it's clearly, very clearly put that you, you know, thou shalt not, you know, cast uh, 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 opinions on on whether the staff are doing their job. That's their bosses. If if Karen felt that it was a legitimate beef, there's a way to go about it. She can write to the CEO and say, dear CEO, I don't feel mm. I've been given the right information and so on, and the CEO is duty-bound to carry that through. But to go on the radio, and like Karen seems to be doing now, is uh, having her case re-prosecuted through the, um, you know, through the, 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 the media, I think it just shows poor form on her behalf, and it shows no regret whatsoever that uh, that people have been very, very upset by this. So these were individuals that felt that they had been tarred by, by her comments. And yes, within, and possibly not the first time. Um, it's interesting because you you asked to talk about democracy. Yes. So um, the majority rules. Demos, Kratos, and freedom of speech yes. can I I mean I'll just post that what does where does freedom of speech sit then within democracy we have laws about vilification uh, in uh, in this country and you have freedom of speech but freedom of speech is tempered by those laws mm. and we have uh, rules in the council that all of us every single councillor has either taken a, 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 an affirmation or an oath, sworn an oath that they will uphold those rules. Yeah. And then if you break them, there are consequences for that. Now, the consequences aren't the end of the world. But say, I mean, I'm just thinking about the fact that you're saying, um, I mean, and I understand uh, exactly w w what you've just said, but maybe in another context. So I guess it's very difficult at the moment because council's been through such difficult times because what you're trying to do is regroup uh, post-financial crisis, really. And that's a huge burden on every one of you nine people that are in that council, clearly. And you're working as hard as you can on behalf of us all. Can, can I say... Yeah. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, it's a huge burden on those nine people, uh, not because it's a, it's a trouble... The, the burden that we have to share is is the burden of the Kayama local government area. That's 26,000 people mm. on the shoulders of nine. But, so but also the burden that you bear has been 
uh, dictated by previous councils who haven't acted in a way that they should have acted. And so what if one of those councillors at any point in time when financial difficulties were clear had actually stood out of council and said, actually, I don't believe that, that what's happening is right, they could have saved a number of years and a, and a, and a, huge, more, a, a greater burden that, that you're having to bear right now. If they had stood up and said, actually, something is not right here. If, if they had stand up and said Would they that, have been censured? They, uh, I, uh, that's a counterfactual argument that I can't uh, mm. formulate. The idea is if they knew what was going on mm. and didn't speak out, and they could speak out through the forum of council meetings, they could put up uh, notices of motion... Uh, right. And that would have had a greater yeah. effect. Now, yeah. if their notice of motion had been accepted by the councillors mm. uh, at the time, if they knew, yeah. and I very much doubt that they did, yeah. that uh, we we wouldn't be in this kind of a pickle. Now, that's not mm. not got to do with um, a, a code of conduct or, or or freedom of speech. It's a knowing what went on, b doing something about it in the council where you do have control of these things. It's not just blindly going to the, um, uh, to the media and saying, well, I, I think that we weren't given enough information and uh, right. uh, so on. So as a councillor, you have that, that particular power and if you can argue mm. well and you can verify what you're mm. saying, um, there, is no, uh, there is no code of conduct. You're listening to a podcast produced by Kiama Community Radio. All right, democracy. You wanted to talk democracy. Let's talk democracy. Uh, sure. Uh, democracy started in ancient Greece. It did. And unfortunately, it wasn't a full democracy. Uh, it was oh, only... men. Men. And, and no slaves. That, no more, slaves, no women, no... No slaves, no women. No. no people who did not own property. No. So no. democracy had a shaky beginning. It did. But as time has gone on... Yes. Um, things have, uh, things mm. have worked better for... Uh, for those countries that have had democracy. I think it was Winston Churchill that says democracy is a, a terrible way to run a country. Unfortunately, it's the best we've found so far. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I really think that local council, which are not a legitimate real arm of, uh, of the three tiers of our uh, governance, uh, we are an extension of the state government uh, but we are allowed to have democracy to elect uh, our our people. And then when um, they are elected, they stop being candidates and start being councillors. And it's an automatic thing. And then you take your, uh, your, uh, your oath or affirmation, uh, which basically assures the community that you know you're there to do a job. And that job's not necessarily one that you'll always like or one that you'll always agree with, but... You'll do it. You'll do it. And there are rules for you doing that. And uh, as time goes on, you'll go to the council chambers and matter A will come up and you may disagree with matter A. And if you can argue in a, a sensible and logical way, you can change the minds of others on the floor of council. Um, and that is democracy. There are nine councillors. If you can convince four others apart from yourself... And mm. what you want and what you would like is a good idea, you will 
you will be uh, you'll be rewarded with uh, a council motion that's on your side. Uh, but you must accept the rule of the majority. That's the basis of democracy. So if you're a lone voice and uh, you don't, um, it doesn't go your way. It doesn't really give you the right to try and re-prosecute that argument. You can you can tell people why you did it, why you voted that way, but in the end, you uh, you support the the majority of councillors. I was recently um, elected by a majority of the uh, New South Wales division of the um, Australian Coastal Councils Association, and uh, it's an honour. It's a national uh, body. Uh, they uh, do a lot of work, uh, well most of us live around the, the coast, I think about 81% mm. uh, live on the coast and uh, to be one of the two representatives of New South Wales uh, is a real honour and uh, it, it gives you an opportunity to, uh, uh, to, to lobby for those things that are, are great for the coast and one of the, the underlying areas of that is that the, coast, the Australian Coastal Councils Association does not want one state to dominate, but they would like the federal government to have one coastal management um, set of circumstances. The coast is a very varied and diverse uh, uh, bit of uh, bit of interface between the land and the water. So the uh, the, the way that we deal with um, uh, erosion um, with uh, uh, the management of, uh, of beaches and everything is not very well respected by the ocean. Mm. Uh, it, the, the border between New South Wales and Victoria or New South Wales and uh, Queensland, uh, the, the nature doesn't respect that. So we have to work with them and the uh, federal government to make sure that there is a consistency between those states and it's, it's not an easy job. So, uh, wow, so when did this happen? When did you become uh, the, the coastal expert? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone is a coastal expert. No. But I've had experience with that organisation before and uh, I, I really go to all of the coastal conferences. As a matter of fact, on Saturday I uh, met uh, with a guy, uh, he's a fisheries scientist, uh, and I met him at uh, another coastal council uh, and uh, he's very, very interested in what's going on in Kiama, uh, as am I, but we want to make sure that what goes on in Kiama is, married, uh, is um, managed the same way as what goes on in Noosa, uh, as uh, what goes on at Portsea and so on. Now, different uh, geomorphologies and that sort of stuff, but the same approach would be a good approach. Great. Just going back to the censorship, how many? How often does this happen? Censorship. How 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 often does that take place? It it happens with sickening rapidity. Not just uh, here, but all over um, uh, uh, New South Wales, and from all I from all I know, most states. Um, so it's not unusual. It's it's. Uh, it's the Tom Jones outcome. Mm. It's not unusual. No, I'll spare the listeners. <laughs> but it, it is not unusual. Uh, it has been watered down. Once upon a time, you could... I can hear a funny noise, but it's all right. Mm. It's, it's been a bit uh, 
watered down. Once upon a time, you could recommend that a counsellor take up a course uh, uh, to uh, to help uh, train them to learn in, the rules. Yeah, to learn the rules, or they could be um, sanctioned uh, by their own council and. Uh, I basically think that that means go along and think about, stand in the corner and think about mm. what you did. Uh, with regard to uh, uh, legal things, some, some councillors can be referred legally, but, but that's not the council job. The council job is to give them the opinion of the council, uh, and that, that opinion is a majority of people agree uh, with the investigator. They can knock it out. They don't have to take the investigator's advice. But it, it, it means that council ex- express their extreme displeasure. Now, if another, if, if the, uh, the reason for the censorship is repeated a couple of times, the council has the option to refer, well, I, I don't know exactly how many times, but has the option to refer that uh, incident to the Office of Local Government and then they will possibly do their own investigation mm. and their powers are much greater than the Council's. Uh, it could go that uh, they're given a couple of censors, maybe three or whatever. There's no, no specific number. But uh, once they take over the, uh, the investigation or, or, or it's been referred to them, Council still may censure that, uh, that person but the Office of Local Government may go further and they may do a number of things, uh, force the councillor to do um, uh, some kind of a remedial study, uh, force the councillor... Uh, I don't know about to uh, make a, an apology, because you know an apology that you have to force is not really an apology, is it? Um, but they can, uh, they can um, sanction the, uh, the individual, which means that they... Um, they, they will be either uh, their, their council allowance will be taken for a period of time and during that time they may not attend council meetings uh, it may be until the end of this council term uh, it may even go longer some in some cases they've stopped them from um, from uh, uh, running in the next council election okay so you say it happens a lot has it happened a lot in Kama and Kama Council? No. Have we had a lot of censuring? Have you ever been censured? Hey, I was censured, yes. Were you? Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you do? 2012, I think. Oh. Yeah, uh, and uh, it may be, I don't know, 13, but uh, 12. And uh, I was uh, censured for um, uh, making comments on Facebook about another councillor. And, uh, I mean, I don't think it was terribly... It wasn't a, a, a big deal, but uh, I was censured. Because you spoke publicly about that person. Uh, yeah, it was. I was pretty stupid to have done it. But it was um, not about a um, uh, a matter before council. It right. was possibly <clears throat> more about uh, my feelings about that councillor, and that's a pretty dopey thing to do. But we learn as time goes on. Uh, I felt sick in the stomach. Let me tell you, absolutely mm-hmm. sick in the stomach. The um, the GM at the time told me that it's just going to be a slap in the wrist and it may as well said I'm going to be stood up against the wall. <laughs> but uh, I I accepted 
the uh, way of it. I offered an apology, it wasn't required, but I offered it, and the councillor that uh, was the subject of that uh, said, look, I, I, don't, I don't need an apology, I know you, and you know, it was probably a fit of pique or whatever. But uh, I was terribly remorseful, and I so think I it, guess it in, in it this instance, she didn't actually name anybody, did she? She didn't say. Um, she said she needed more information, and what you can do is you can give her the report if you like. I don't know. I don't know whether yeah. it's allowed or not. But if you wanted oh. to uh, 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 give her, you, you you may do. Oh. But look, I'm not going to re-prosecute this. Uh, no. Okay. But uh, I think uh, I think we've covered enough. I think so. Points, I think. And, and I think you've got to go I've got soon to go. as sorry. well. And we don't want to run over time. So, um, no, but th- thank you but so much. Bernie, it's, it, it's a bit cathartic to get this stuff out in the open. But it, it is also... Uh, there are many things that a councillor can do that a normal sort of citizen uh, finds it hard. That's why I became a councillor. Mm. I became a councillor to achieve with the team what I couldn't achieve on my own. And mm. if the vote goes against me, I have to just accept that I could have argued harder, more logically and with more passion. But I, I have to accept that, that whatever whatever goes down, uh, which is the majority of vote, mm. I'm 100% behind it. Well, on that note, thank you very much for joining me because you got, you've got an appointment now, haven't you? I do, and I only have one note. <laughs> I don't want to burden the listener. (laughs) Thank you very much, Neil, for joining me this morning. This podcast was produced by Kiama Community Radio.